Greetings to you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray that all is well with you and yours. Welcome back to uh, Leadership Legacy, Kingdom Leadership Podcast. want to just thank everybody for continuing to view us, continuing to watch us. I pray that these podcasts are a blessing to you, and we will continue on our journey today. Today, we will talk about Worship Warriors Part 5. And I pray that the Lord will continue to move in your life. I hope that you all had a wonderful Valentine's Day yesterday. Um, you know, we celebrate those in our lives that we love. But I want you to remember something, that God loves you unconditionally and that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever will believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The greatest love of all God's love. So want to let you know that on the day after Valentine's Day, God loves you so much. Let's move on. We're going to talk today about what we came to talk about, and um, that is Worship Warriors part number five, and I have a theme scripture for today that I'd like to read, and I pray that this will be a tremendous blessing to you. It is John, the 14th chapter, verse 12. And we'll read to verse 14. Verily I say unto you, He that believeth in me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. I do want to read verse 15 also. If you love me, keep my commandments. Wow. It's powerful stuff. So, just want to let you know that. Um, God is good. And we want to talk about how Christ is our perfect example of worship. We can do great things, but we have to follow Christ's example of worship. And we're unable to do that without his help. And so let's look at the things that Christ did. Christ worshiped the Lord in spirit and truth. He spent time to get away and he spent time to get away from the disciples and the noise and all the distractions and spent time with his heavenly father in private. And when he did that, when the Lord did that, when he spent time in private, God began to release favor, God began to release revelation to the Lord, and he began to do great and mighty things. Christ did several things on the earth. He, he healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cast out demons. He taught powerfully. He gave accurate prophecy, and he upset the wicked religious and political establishment. Christ could not have done all of these things without worshiping his Father, and spirit and truth and getting revelation from his father that was the missing link the missing link that kept some people from being able to move powerfully the missing link that kept the disciples from being able to cast out demons the missing link for some people not to be able to do what they're supposed to do is the fact that they were not spending that quality time in worship in the presence of God Christ spent time in the presence of God he worshiped his father he prayed to his father he got away and alone with God. And then 
when it was time for him to do ministry, it was powerful. And so we cannot do powerful ministry without the presence of God. We cannot do powerful ministry without the revelation of God. And so I want you to understand the pattern that Jesus set. He set a perfect example for us that we have to worship, that we have to spend alone time with the Father, that we have to have time to hear from God. God will give you directions. God will give you instructions. The scriptures tell us to seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. And so we have to do more. We have to draw near to God, attempt to draw near to God. When we do that, he will draw near to us and release into us his secrets, his thoughts, his revelation, his power. Christ said in John 14, verse 12, that we would do greater works than he did. We are his followers. Are you a disciple of Christ? Are you a follower of Christ? That means that Christ is our leader. We do what he does. We follow him. We follow his instructions. We follow his patterns. And therefore, we can do what he did. And Jesus said that we would do greater works. I'm going to read that verse again because sometimes we forget the words of our Lord when he's talking to us. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth in me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because he, I go to my Father. What is he saying? He's saying not only will you do the works that Christ did, but because Christ is going to the Heavenly Father, the Holy Spirit is going to be released into the earth when he goes to his Heavenly Father, and you're going to do even greater stuff than what Jesus Christ did. That's what the Word of God tells us. So I want to know, all you leaders that are under the sound of my voice, where are the sick being healed? Where are the dead being raised? Where are demons being cast out? Where is their powerful teaching? Where is accurate prophecy? And when is there going to be, or where is the disruption and the upset of the wicked religious and political establishment? Looking? And it's hard for me to see. And so the question is, why? must be it must be that we have set our affection on things other than christ it must be that we're not worshiping the spirit and truth it must be that we're not getting the revelation and walking this thing out the way god designed us to walk this thing out something is missing and so we must do what christ did in order to have what christ had it's very simple so the question is, are you following the Lord from a close range or are you following the Lord from a long distance? If you're following God from a long distance, if you're following Christ from a long distance, you can't accurately see and understand everything that he's doing. And it's hard for you to do everything that he's doing and saying because you don't have a good picture. You got to follow the Lord more closely. You got to draw nearer. We have to pay more attention. Another thing the Lord said, and we forget this one. He said in verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Hmm. Maybe that's why we're having problems doing greater works. Maybe we're not following the Lord's commandments like we should. 
and we're not doing all the things the Lord told us to do. Therefore, power is being limited. We can't have disobedience and have a lot of power. We only have power through obedience. This is why he says, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, then my Father will be glorified. But you know the Father is not glorified when we walk in disobedience. God's not going to honor our prayer that we're walking in disobedience. We got to be smart and understand God is not changing the rules of the game for the leaders. God is not changing the rules of the game for the saints. We have to conform to his rules. We have to conform to his statutes. We have to conform to the requirements that God has set. Then the power will be released. Then we can do the greater works. Sometimes just got to make it plain. It is what it is. Some things are not happening because we're not properly aligned. Got to understand that. And so we want to go to now another scripture here, uh, the book of Ephesians. And it's going to be the first chapter and verse number 15. Sorry, my Bible didn't change there. Let's go back again. Ephesians, the first chapter, and verse 15. Let's see if it'll do it this time. Okay. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love for all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Father, the Lord of Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to his working of his mighty power. So I read to you Ephesians, the first chapter, verse 15, but I read down through verse 19. What is the Lord saying to us through the Apostle Paul in this verse? Paul is saying, I'm praying that you all would receive revelation, understanding. I'm praying that you would know what the will of God is, that you would know your calling, that you would know the power that you have access to through Christ. What God is wanting us to understand is that Worship and spending that quality time with Christ is going to unlock the revelation. It's going to unlock the power. We won't know what God called us to do. We won't know the authority that we have if we don't spend time in the presence of God. That's very important. And as we go to our next point, we're going to have a little shorter podcast today. I did want to say that. I'm going to teach a little bit more on the next one because the next one has several points we want to make and I just didn't think I had enough time to complete all that today so this podcast will be a little shorter but let's go to point number D the last point here is that Christ gave us ascension gifts to govern the spiritual realm in the earth Christ gave us ascension gifts to govern the spiritual realm in the church what do I mean by ascension gifts we ascend in worship when we 
when we lift our hands, when we humble ourselves to God, when we bow and worship, we are ascending into his presence. So when we ascend, we get into the spiritual realm, and God begins to gift us in certain areas. God begins to release certain things to us when we ascend in worship. Christ ascended in worship, and we ought to ascend in worship. So let's look at what that means. God is going to, as leaders, God's going to give us understanding. He's going to give us revelation about how to govern in the earth, how to govern, how to manage the spiritual uh, dimension in here in the earth so that we can be good stewards, good managers of what God has entrusted to us. Let's look at Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4 and 7 says, Until every one of us is given grace, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Therefore he said, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now the saying, He ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same who also ascended up far above the heavens, that he might feel all things. And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. What is Paul saying here? Paul is saying that the Lord Jesus Christ descended after his death into the lower parts of the earth. Jesus Christ went into hell and took the keys of death and hell from the devil. Jesus Christ went and freed the prisoners, the captives, from underground. Then after he freed the captives from the underground, Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and then he ascended into heaven. So Christ has dominion over all. Death has no sting, and heaven is our victory place. The Lord Christ has filled up everything. And now... Because what Christ has done, he gives us the power to walk in those gifts, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, teacher, and the evangelist. And some of you may be wondering, well, are there modern apostles today? Yes. The Word of God says in Ephesians 4 and 11 that he gave some to be apostles. Man doesn't get to choose the apostles. God chooses the apostles. Man doesn't get to choose who the prophets are. God gets to choose who the prophets are. Man doesn't get to choose who the pastors and the teachers are. God gets to choose that. Man doesn't even get to choose who the evangelist is. God does that. Here what I want you to understand. Just because someone runs out and puts a title on their, on their job description, just because someone runs out and puts a title in their business card does not make them that. The only thing that makes you an apostle, a prophet, a pastor, teacher, or an evangelist is the power of God. That comes through your presence. It comes through the presence of God. It comes through worship of God. God is the one that anoints. He's the one that ordains. God is the one that releases power. What we as men should be doing, we just, if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we just confirm that which God has already done. But I want you to understand, no man has the power to give you anything. The only thing man can do is confirm what God has already done. And I say this for those that are run out there and wanted to be something, and the Lord never said, you're called to do this or you're called to do that. 
But I want you also to know there are some of you under the sound of my voice that walk in the Spirit of God, and you've heard God say certain things, but because you have a low self-confidence, maybe you have low self-esteem, and because you've been through certain things, you feel like God must not be talking to me. And you know what the Lord is saying right now? He said, yes, I'm talking to you. You must understand that God does not choose as man chooses, that God does not see as man sees. God does it differently. I want you to understand something. Man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. Now, I'm going to share something. This is not on my agenda, but the Lord wants you to know something because some of us, God called, and we wrestle with the call because like Moses, we see our past. Like Moses, we know what our weaknesses are, and we felt very insecure about who we are and what God has called us to do because we feel like we're not good enough. I know a lot of you feel like you're not good enough, but the Lord has a calling on your life, and he's talking to you, and he's saying, there are certain things I want you to do. Let me see this. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Wow, that thing really acted up on me. Hold on a minute here. I'm having a little trouble with my internet, but I'm still going to get this done. 1 Corinthians First Corinthians 1, we're going to look at verse 26. First Corinthians 1 and 26 says, For you see in your calling, brethren, how not many wise men according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has called, chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised has God chosen. Oh, listen to that. The things that are despised God has chosen. Yea, and the things which are not to bring to naught the things which are that no flesh of glory in his presence. Somebody needs to know. Somebody needs to know that if you've been despised, that if you've been told you can't do this and you can't do that, if God says you can do it, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. If God says you can do it. Now, I'm not telling you to run out there and start doing it right now. You definitely, you're called to do something. You have to go through a process of training and being built up and prepared. But I want you to believe what God said. I want you to believe what the revelation of the Lord is telling you. That the things that are despised, the things that are hated, those are the things that God is choosing. Some of us have been rejected. Some of us have been broken. Some of us have been um, just told that we would never be nothing. The devil is a liar. God wants you to understand you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I took time to stitch you together while you was in your mother's womb. And you will be all that I said that you will be. Before you were created in your mother's womb, I already called you and ordained you to be where you're going to be. No weapon formed against you should be able to prosper, my friend. So I want to share that with you. Pray God's blessings upon you today. Uh, let's pray real quick and we'll close this out. Father God, I just want to thank you for those under the sound of my voice. I pray that they would continue to be worship warriors and begin to receive that understanding, that revelation of who they are in you and not have any doubt that God, you choose the things of the world that are 
that are despised, the truth, the things of the world that are considered weak, so that you may get the glory. Nobody can brag in your presence. But we thank you, Lord, for choosing us. We trust you, and we're going to let you do your works in us that you may get glory, and we will give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray blessings upon you. Pray favor upon you. All you worship warriors, continue to worship and conquer. We're going to do another podcast in a couple of weeks. We'll talk some more about this. We're going to talk next time about the principles of ascension. There are so many things that God will do when you ascend in worship. There's 12 principles of ascension, and I will share those with you the next time. Till then, be blessed.